Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the most famous Ricky, 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 Mr. Simon Polymaris. Yeah! yeah. How old were you at the time, Rick? 20... Uh, Rick. Fuck, you call me Rick. Rick! Rick. <laughs> I'm smashing down your head. Call you Rick. Get me out of here. How old? The pilot to Acropolis now when I was 27. Then yeah, you, that's prime. Yeah. And you had all the fame. I was the best looking of the whole group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I still am. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, hey! Uh, night after night after night. Eight shows a week. Yeah. And you guys got the record for 12 weeks straight. The Reg- Regal Theatre. The yeah, it still stands. Well, I think we still hold the record. I did three seasons of writing. That's right, yeah. and you start in two seasons, two right? Two seasons, yeah. And the third one, you just you, why did why did you decide to pull back? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I also I wasn't happy. That. I mean. Yeah, it's yeah. on Wikipedia. I read it all. I read it yeah. all. Sorry, <laughs> <on> Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. Have got anything? No, I didn't come prepared this morning. Okay. I got a blade. I got something. What do you got? You got nothing. I decided, guys, I'm going to be a ballerina. You'd be, be with the, with your feet. Yep. So angry, man. You, roll you, you'll just roll it. I'm going to be a ballerina for I lose it. We're not even, even going to talk about it. Just roll I want to talk about this ballerina. Roll it now. Stupid feet. Roll it. Can I? Podcast. 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 Are we doing a podcast? We're sushi mango. When I was your age, I was Samaya. Oh, you bastard. Ah, you like my salami, huh? Sushi mango saucy meatballs podcast. A podcast not about meatballs. Why do we call it that? I hate it. It's just stupid. Or a red start. That'd be shit. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> Enjoy the podcast. A podcast. Hello. Fenergan Slergan. Howdy. Hey, well, listen. That's a new one. Listen. Fenergan. All right. If, if we're going to do this, can we at least discuss what the initial topic's going to be? Why? Why? What the hell is I'm going to be a ballerina? What's, what's wrong with that? Spontaneous? What are we, we going to say about that? Just, just make fun of the be fact funny. Make, make jokes about it. It's shit. Mm. He's, he's got, big, got beautiful f- feet, fat feet, gorgeous he, legs. Could just tippy toe it. You look like um. You look like the, prosciutto the, the with, guy, with, the, with, uh, the, with ballerina shoes the, the on. Minion, That's what you, you look know like. the minion. You know the minions guy. <laughs> Groo. Groo. <laughs> Hey, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, nose for that one as well. We've got a very very special guest here today. Roll it. Today we are pleased to talk to a man of many, many talents. He regularly performs stand-up here and abroad. He's a writer, director and an actor. He's credited with being amongst the pioneers of ethnic humour in Australia, having co-created Wogs at Work and one of the original members of the TV show Acropolis Now. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the most famous Ricky, 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 Mr Simon Polymaris. Yeah! Did you hear I that? was wondering when, when the Ricky Ricky. Yeah, well, you know, like in the intro. There you go. Let's get it out of the way. Yeah, We've yeah. got it out. Yeah, it's yeah. done. Let's move on. How many times no, did no. you hear that? I have, well, I haven't heard it for a while. <laughs> yeah, not not being yelled out of a car. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing? I'm good. I'm really good. good. Yeah, you are you, uh, just fresh back from. I'm fresh back from six months uh, in Europe, and I went to what else did I do? I went to Canada. I did stand up. I did. Stand up in Spanish in Canada. I did stand up in English in Spain. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's strange. Stand, you do stand up in Spanish. In Spanish, yeah. I actually work for the Montreal Comedy Festival because they 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 do uh, stand up. I was the first Spanish comedian to be invited to Montreal uh, to do a show in front of three hundred people who could speak three languages: so English, Spanish, and French. Was that just for laughs? That's for just yeah, for yeah, laughs. Yeah. And uh, you could actually change language. Yeah. On the on the trot, <coughs> and um, uh, 
and now they so they do they've got the first first part of the festival in in French then in English and now there's also trying to move into uh, Spanish Latino comedy as well. So you, uh, what's a what's a Spanish joke? Can you say a joke in Spanish? A Spanish, a, Spanish joke in Spanish. The, yeah, just something. Well, one of, one of the jokes I, I, I do in Spanish is that is that it takes like 27 hours to fly from Australia to Spain, right? And then to top it off, right? This the Australian airline is called Qantas, which in Spanish means how many. So when the, the, the pilot says, says the, you know, tonight's flight's going to be 26 hours, the whole plane just goes, Quantas. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what inspired you? Hold on, let's go back. So you, you've been in Europe and you've been touring around, so you're doing shows on, the cru- on cruise ships, also on in theatres as you... I support. got a letter from the tax department last year asking me if I still lived here. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that's, that's how long. That's how long I spent outside of the country. So um, it's been, uh, yeah, I just about ten years ago. Um, we just finished touring for about like four years with uh, with Il Dago, with uh, George Capinaras and Joe Vardy and yep. that 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 group. And then uh, I got a call and somebody said there's a, a ship coming to Australia with with its own comedy club on it. Mm-hmm. One year turning to ten years, and then basically COVID came along, and the whole industry disappeared off yeah. the planet. And um, we went and did lots of other things. Yeah. Uh, last time I saw you guys, I was directing yeah, traffic Prix. at the Grand Prix, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, which was very bizarre because uh, I mean, I mean, but when we saw you before that, was at that comedy club. Yeah, I saw you at the comedy club, and that was that was a, it was it was such a beautiful moment because I was staring at you guys, and you were staring at me, and we sort of like going, "Is that?" Yeah. 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 And then we, we sort of like came across the show finish, and we came across, and, and you then guys we had, swapped, sal- guys, uh, swapped salami yeah, and chorizo. That's right. <laughs> and you guys were sort of going, "Oh, we grew up watching you," and I'm going, "You just saw Rod Labor Arena." Yeah. Right? So it was like this mutual love fest there for yeah. a second, and um, uh, and then of course you know COVID came, and the first year we. Saw Sort of sit around making bread and doing all those, yeah, you know, and all, all that sort of thing. And then the second year, I just ended up getting all these other jobs because, you know, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I was running into you guys. I mean, you were, you were. I wasn't quite changing the dates on Rod Labor Arena like you were. <laughs> you guys were, but uh, yeah, it was just sort of like you know, you get on, you you, you set up a tour and yeah. you were closing. Yeah. On the way well, to the you airport, didn't know, like, right? Ex- yeah. Exactly. So exactly. I, just, I just went. You know what? This is not the time for show business. Yeah. Let's go and do other things. So I did COVID testing. I did traffic control. I ended up with about four or five different skills that I didn't have before. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, uh, by the way, you know when you go down the freeway and all the cones are really, really well placed down yes. the freeway. Okay, that's because there's a guy hanging from a from a harness <laughs> off the back of a train going happy birthday, <laughs> happy birthday to you. Uh, there's nothing more automatic than that. That's, that's how it's done, right? <laughs> Uh, ask me how I know. And, um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I started a cheesecake company during Whoa, COVID. Did you? Yeah, which was actually selling across from, you know, one of the places across the street here. Yeah. Um, What'd you call it? Uh, Senor Simon Bus Cheesecakes. And uh, we ended up with it in about 15, 16 places. And then yeah. at the Grand Prix, uh, where we had this fantastic idea to go from, a, I mean, it's been such an amazing year. It's just mm. like we started in, in lockdown, then we had half a million people at the mm. Grand Prix. Mm. Um, uh, I was I was working traffic control. Uh, I had this one family, Italian family, that kept 
recognizing me every day and stopping the car and jumping out to take selfies. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, Ricky, 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 just keep moving. <laughs> anyway, and, um, and then I caught COVID at the, at the Grand Prix because we had this idea of having half a million people in a park well, yeah, right yeah, after, yeah. after lockdown. And, um, and then they rang me up and they said, can you be in Barcelona next week to get on a ship? Yeah, and the whole year changed again. There well, there you go. You go. Well, yeah. Once things opened up, there was lots of people in the industry doing lots of stuff. Yeah, you know, um, and they were taking to online to say how tough it was for the entertainment industry. Yeah, but then now it's good to see it's back on track and everyone's sort of scattering yeah. around doing their thing again. Tourism in Europe was just insane, yeah. like insane. I think I think I spent because I, I based myself in Madrid, and then I uh, so I work from there. It's like it's like I was telling you before you. You know, you get a, a call or you get an email and say, can you be in Rome tomorrow yeah. to get on a ship? Because the other thing is that so many people have not come back to the industry. Yes. Right? Yeah. Uh, one of the, one of the uh, uh, lines that I work for, they've got 27 ships, I think it is, and they've got a comedy club in each ship. So they use four comedians per cruise. Right. Now, they used to have a block of about 200 comedians. About 120 have come back. Oh, right, right, right. So they used to send this list every mm. day of mm. like, you know, who's free to go to... Barbados and get on a ship, right? Yeah. Literally. Um, but the thing in Europe is that, you know, if I'm in Madrid, if, and if I have to get a ship in Barcelona, I, I catch a train from Madrid in the yeah. morning, mm. a fast train that takes me to Barcelona in two hours. Yeah. By midday, I'm on a ship and sailing out. Or they fly me to Rome, which is two hours. Two, yeah, you can get, get anywhere. Get on a ship, it's, sail to Sicily, do yeah. two shows, come back home. It's, it's crazy, crazy when you think it? about it. Like mm. we, go, we go four, five, out, four, four and a half hours and we're in Perth, mm. yeah. four and a half hours and you're, where yeah. are you? You're, you're over in Turkey. Turkey. You're in, in Turkey. Turkey, you know, you're like, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Stop okay. so, so although you're traveling around, you're doing all these, jumping on these different cruise ships here and there, excuse my ignorance here, but you perform in English, Spanish, what language? Yeah, on the ships, people from all different. On the, on the ships, it's mainly, it's mainly in English, um, but the thing is, you've got people of six or six or seven different nationalities, countries, and basically, it's about being able to do a show that that everybody can relate. That's to. what yeah, I was going to say. It'd be really tough. That's what I'm saying yeah, it'd be really like, hard because you got, like you said, people from all different continents, all yeah. different parts of the world. So you you can't and just talk about sensibilities. Like for example, for example, Americans. Americans get really offended by profanity, like they really hate swearing. Right. Whereas Australians really hate it when you shoot kids in a school. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, they, like, they hate that shit. They hate that, <laughs> they hate that shit, right? Okay, okay so, so you, it's a fine balance. Um, yeah. So, um, you know. Because <laughs> so well, we, we have to change up, like when we travel through Australia, yeah. we have to change little things in different, yeah. in different states, let yeah. alone yeah, if, you're going, from, if yeah. you're going from Turkey to Rome and then you're going, you know, yeah. for. And, and that's, and that's when tough. I come back here and I go to a comedy club and I'm watching people I go, oh yeah, you can talk about Broadmeadows or you can talk about yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I forgot about that, which, you know, I never localise anything. Well, you no, yeah, you, you couldn't. Know, not able to. So, uh, fuck, I was about to call you Ricky. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's only been 35 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Well, on that, it's been, it's been a long time. Simon, mm -hmm. yeah, the question was, is that, because, okay, let's go back. Okay. People want to know. Tobaldi Brothers was the first where it started for you, right? But so, what happened before that? And what what were you into comedy? Did what what got you to comedy? I mean, I know when people ask us, we had our dad who used to watch, you know, uh, watch uh, the stupid, uh, funny comedies, uh, the the um, 
Marx Brothers, Brothers Logan oh, yeah. Hardy, Jerry Lewis, you know, some Italian comedy as well. So we got sort of brought up yep. to watch it and, and enjoy it and love it. What 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 got it for you? Okay, so first things first, let's let's go really back. Okay, so I I was the only one of the whole group that was actually born overseas. You're right. So I came here when I was ten. I didn't speak English. And you, you were born in Germany. I was born in Germany. Just See, I, I did my research. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. Yeah. I did my I'm born in Germany. One Wikipedia Germany. away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, uh, I was born in Germany because my parents, my parents migrated to Germany, right? And then, uh, so I spent a couple of years of my life. Uh, they went back to Spain. Basically, you know, I became a Spanish person. Yeah. I, but myself. your parents are both Spanish, right? Both Spanish. Yeah, yeah, yeah Spanish. Both Spanish. Yeah. From, from? From the south of Spain. Yeah. Uh, Sevilla and Jaén. And ah, Sevilla. Sevilla. And then we, and, but, ma- but mainly we lived in uh, in Madrid. So okay. I've, I've, I am find myself very much uh, attached to uh, to Madrid. When I okay. Okay. So one day my father goes to the immigration office in Madrid, right? This is how the decision was, was made. And he says, and he goes, and there are three lines. There's one for Germany, one for Canada, and one for Australia. And he li- and he's already been to Germany, so he wants to go somewhere else, okay? And he lines up to go to Canada, right? And he's waiting there in line. And a friend of his comes into the, the immigration office and says, what are you doing here? And he says, I'm going to sign up and go to Canada. And the friend says, you know how fucking cold it is in Canada? <laughs> <laughs> and with that, he literally just stepped over to the Australian Oh, line. my God. And that's how the biggest decision in our lives was Are made. you serious? Oh, <laughs> my God. Yeah. Far out. Yeah, it's on yeah. Wikipedia. I read it all. I read it yeah. all. So <laughs> yeah, <Wikipedia. laughs> yeah. Which is interesting because when I, when I, when I work in Canada, to, to, an, to a Spanish audience, they're the people that went there mm. who were on the line, right? Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That was the same time, you yeah. know. And no, no one was there to tell me, now fucking cold yeah. it is there. <laughs> The thing is, I got on stage at, at the Montreal Comedy Festival and I actually said, and nobody disagreed with me, right? It's like Montreal is underground for seven months of the year. Yeah. That's how cold yeah, it is. It's so right? cold. So in, in, uh, on, the, on the news, they've got, you've got this, it's a, it's a rating, hmm. right? It's like 17 or 14, right? And it's how many minutes you can actually stand outside before bits of you fall off. <laughs> We, right. And people so, are trying this? Fine. People are actually attempting this? No, no. Yeah. <laughs> we, 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 we did a show in Montreal. Yeah. Oh, it was. And and the, 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 the asphalt was freezing. No, yeah. so remember the car? The car was full of ice. You couldn't get in. You couldn't yeah. even open the door. It was completely well, frozen, got the, the, solid. You, you literally go from, from your house down into the a railway station yeah. to a metro and into town, yeah. walk all day, work in underground, and just never never come up. Yeah. Basically. They've got those. Um, uh, on, in the driveway, they've got those tents. Yeah. You know, when it's really cold. Remember in yeah, the driveway? Yeah, I don't never well, understand. You don't remember those things? I the, do. Oh, so to cover the car. So to cover the car from the snow so they wouldn't freeze up. They'd yeah. put like hot. The like white tents. Those and if, all the cars are rusted. Like yeah. the, the panels are rusted. Not, not, not because they're no nice cars. We because saw, then we they, saw, put, they, yeah. they throw salt on the yeah. ground. And we too. saw a car and we said to it, and the car around the car. Was built up of hard snow to to the door, yep. and we said to our friend, "How's he get in there? Because it doesn't touch it for six months." It just stays there. <laughs> it just That's stays it. Just stays there. <laughs> there. That's it. There. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so so, so, we, come so, so we come to Australia. So we come to Australia. We moved to um, we moved to Carlton to Ligon Street. Uh, I grew up in Ligon Street in an amazing neighbourhood. Uh, you you, you lived on Ligon Street. Yeah. In, 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 oh, oh, that would have been. Part? 
Uh, at, the, at the Housing Commission flats. Oh, that right. so that's so cool. Which yeah. is so that's uh, is that is that near the cemetery? I'll tell you a story about uh, the, the cemetery. We'll come back full full circle in a minute. But the thing is, uh, you know, people from all different nationalities. Um, that would have been a cool time back then. It was yeah. a very cool time. It was it was the end of the Jewish period in Ligon Street. So there was still a kosher butcher shop and a couple of um, old. Um, I didn't Jewish, know that. So yeah. it was Ligon Street mainly Jewish back before yeah. the. And that's because and that's because the emigration, the, the hostel was at the exhibition buildings after the war. Oh. So people went from after the war coming here, mm. exhibition buildings to Lincoln Street, and then those Jews moved out to Balaclava See? and other places. Uh, listeners, this is also historic It channel. is historic. Yeah. <laughs> um, as a matter of fact, a friend of mine uh, made a film called Sweet Herbs, something like that. All these rich Jewish families, right, had 16-millimeter home movies. Mm. Right, and she found boxes of these in people's houses and in attics and stuff like that. So it was like, it was actually oh, like full right. professional film that they yeah. were using as home movies. Um, so grew up with uh, you know all the Logan Street, um, uh, the Festa, and all that sort of thing. Um, but it was also like the uh, the pram factory, a lot of theatre, a lot of art. Um, all the underbelly guys, mm, all those, all those mm, people, mm, they're all, yeah. they're all in there, um, and walk through Melbourne Uni to go to University High every day, uh, which was also which which had a, a big um, a music component, um, and it was really it was really fascinating because a lot of those walk kids actually went to this great school, and a lot of them ended up you know doing some amazing things around around Melbourne, big yeah. big uh, restaurant tours, and mm. you know people did all sorts of different things, so. Somebody, I don't know how it came about, but I would have been 16, 17, and a friend of mine said, go and see a guy called Rich Livermore. And I went, I was actually like 16, something like that, 15, mm. which is unthinkable that a kid from the Housing Mission Flats who had only been here for, what, at that stage, six, seven years, would actually get a theatre ticket and go and see a show like Rich Livermore, mm -hmm. Betty Blockbuster. Blew my mind. It was just like, you know, one of the most amazing things that I'd ever seen. That mm. sort of set me going. Into, uh, into a bit of a path. Then I finished uh, high school. I went to Rusden, which was a teacher's college. That's where I met George. Uh, and that's when I started sort of moving away from Logan Street. When I moved out from Logan Street, I was really amazed how Anglo-Australia was. Oh, right. Oh, I right. thought the whole of Australia was ethnic. <laughs> yeah. Right? But it was like, fuck, like, where are, as soon as you move out of Logan Street, yeah. like, where are the ethnic people? Yeah. Yeah. So then I went to, to a teacher's college where all the kids were from country towns and, and very white, and George and I were the only ones who basically right. so so sort of gravitated to each other because, you know, we started talking about, you know, our mothers and feeding us and all that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. And we did this, uh, these dodgy characters called uh, the Tibaldi Brothers. Yes, yes. Um, and, uh, and then we started doing – we also had one of the best venues, comedy venues in the world in Melbourne at that stage, which was uh, The Last Laugh. Where you walked in and it was just—it was just a magical place. You just walked in and just wanted to be part of it. Yeah. You know, uh, I suppose you know when people walk. Where in, was that? That was that was in the corner of Gertrude Street and uh, and uh, Smith Street. Oh right. right. So you guys were doing the Tobaldi Brothers act around town. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because I remember seeing you guys on Hey Hey It's Saturday when we were doing We Fix for You. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I remember seeing and that. We Fix for You. Yeah. yeah. So we uh, <laughs> yeah, We, we Fix and that and that came from. Um, it was uh, that came from a, from a show we did at uh, at Ruston, 
And uh, yeah, we just sort of kept going. We we're actually making a nice living. We we're doing a you know. So, so, so you guys, so you guys just became friends, and then and then we were, we were both pretty funny, or both had a, had the same sort of thing. And we thought, yeah. let's let's do this. Santa Chilara said once said, said to me once that he 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 saw us at Le Joke, which was the room upstairs of the Last Laugh, uh, and he he said um, he said the one thing that he he noticed about us is he said this confidence that we had. Mm. <laughs> which was interesting because you know we we didn't know what we we're doing. We we're yeah, shitting ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it didn't come across. So that was so that was good. Santo Chilaro and, uh, yeah. and and all the uh, the working dog team. We're starting to do shows at the Last Laugh and all that sort of thing. Right. So Mag- Magda Sabansky, G- Gina Riley, Jane Turner. They were all yeah. they were all part of that. Um, Richard Stubbs, Wendy Harmer, all from all the all from the one building. The young ones. The young ones, yeah, yeah, that was written at the last laugh. The young one, oh, yeah. was it? Yeah, right, because okay. because the the comic comic strip, which was the group that the young ones, yeah, came, uh, put, came from, mm. was actually performing at the last laugh while they were writing the young ones, Jeez. which was the series that we're going to go back to England and make. Wow, I used to yeah. watch the. Remember, we used to yeah, watch. Yeah. Used to yeah. watch what was the guy ones. with the, the spiky hair? He was. He was uh, Neil, Neil was the, uh, Neil? the the hippie. Yeah, uh, Neil was the hippie, and then the I can't, can't remember. remember. A long time, but that was that was a funny show. Anyway, so it was a real, it was a real sort of um, uh, incredibly supportive uh, time for, yeah. for comedy in uh, in Melbourne. It was like you know, like people really wanted to, and there was a lot of cabaret as well. Yeah, people were uh, musicians, uh, Jane Clifton. Um, people would actually mount like the, the last laugh on the main stage of the last laugh were really big shows with music and cabaret and mm. Circus Oz. Yeah, you know, used to perform at the Circus uh, Oz. The, so the what were you guys performing? What, what what kind of set was it? Like it was it a, was a four, half an hour, forty five an hour? Yeah, that set. sort of thing. Yeah, well, yeah. half an hour to uh, to finish up the show. I'm still friends with uh, with Frankie Italiano, who was the the technician at the at La Joke. Yeah, we still get now we get together and sort of play backgammon and drink coffee like we've turned into the guys that you used to see. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we we turned into the characters. We actually have turned into the characters. And, uh, but for, uh, the, for the people playing at home, you're talking about, um, you said George, George Capignaris. George Capignaris. Who is Mimo from Acropolis now. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And so then, so yeah. George went off and uh, got, a, got a, uh, a lead role in... Uh, Flying Doctors. Flying Doctors. Yeah. Flying yeah. Doctors. And then uh, uh, we started the first comedy festival. Um, the first comedy festival was basically all the shows, all the venues around Melbourne getting together, <laughs> trying to save money by... By uh, buying a whole page of the of the H newspaper for advertising, right? Right. So basically, we shared a whole page of oh, advertising. To advertise a comedy night. Yeah, nobody knew what a festival looked like. Oh, it's okay. just like well, what we're going to do is on April Fools, all these shows are going to be launched at the same time around Melbourne. Yeah. Um, so I was running a, a place called the Impro Club. There was a, a theater called the Universal Theater. That's when um, I got together with Nick and we and Maria Portesi and we put a show together called Wogs at Work, which was going to be running for three weeks. Yeah. So that was for three weeks, and then like Wogs at Work just went bang. Then we saw. I looked to be honest. To be honest, we we probably could have just gone home and went. Oh, that was good. That was fun. You know. And then somebody, I'm sure, at some point, somebody has tapped you on the shoulder and said, "Guys, we can actually." It's like the first time somebody would have said to you, "You can actually fill Rod Laver Arena." Yeah. And you probably would have walked out of the room laughing, right? And we were a bit like that. We were sort of like, yeah, all right, well, we'll go, we'll do a few more weeks and see what happens. So we moved into the bigger theater, which was 300, um, and that got sold out. Then we were doing two shows a night. Yeah. Then from, and then one day I walked into the, into the office of uh, Greg Hawking Team Woods, and they said, uh, we're gonna, we're thinking of moving you to the Athenaeum. 
And I just oh. went, you guys are full of shit. Athenaeum Ath- 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 probably still looks the same now. That, yeah. that, that hasn't changed. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it got, got renovated while we were while, while we were. It looks uh, worse now it. than what it okay. did when you yeah. were yeah. in it. And you know <laughs> what? And you know what? When they renovated, they they put a, a time uh, a time capsule yeah. in the wall, yeah. and there is a program from Wogs that are working there. Oh, is oh, yeah. right. and, and it's like, well, they'll probably open it in fifty years' time. Well, it's thirty-five years now. Oh, no way. Right. It's like, I mean, if somebody had said to me, you know, 35 years, which is like getting close to 50 years <coughs> from now, um, you know, we'll still be talking about this. So, so no, well, no, it went, it, well, the story, the legend is, is it went for, th- for three weeks, ended up going for like three years. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then from there, we, so from the Athenaeum, we went to Sydney, we went to the Opera House. The Opera House, we did about two months, I think. I can't, I can't remember. Jeez. It's gone a long time. At the Opera House, we couldn't advertise the the, the name of the show around the Opera House. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> which you know, a thousand people a day were coming in with wogs at work on yeah. the tickets, yeah. but you actually couldn't put the the thing. Um, and then uh, and then from there, uh, Hockey and Woods found found this old cinema, Greek cinema, which was being used as a Greek cinema. Called the Animal Theatre. The Animal yes. Theatre. And yeah, then the we went to there and um, we basically took over the theatre. I don't know, what was it, 40 yeah. months, 16 months? Yeah. What, 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 was, what, was it, what was it like that time? Like, obviously, you'd gone from like uh, the comic that's. It was just a ride. It was just like the, the horse had the horse had had had, um, had bolted yeah. and he just hung on. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, I'm actually talking to the perfect people now yeah. because, you know, you would have gone through this in the last couple of years as well. Yeah. yeah where yeah. suddenly it's like, I have to tell you that in my life, even after uh, all that that period, uh, my life has been bigger than my dreams. Yeah. Right? Oh wow. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It means that if I had had to put together a uh, a bucket list in my twenties, yep. I couldn't have imagined half of the things. Oh well, there you that go. Well, you get a kid coming from the commission flats, not speaking English, you know, and then not, speaking, not English. speaking English, yeah. and and eleven, twelve years later, writing the most successful uh, theatre show. In yes. Australian history, yes. Yep. So it's just it's just so so bizarre how, how you know things turned out like that. And then um, uh, then we had to start a second company. I directed a second company that was touring around the country. So we had two yeah, companies yeah, two going around at the time. At yeah, the same time. How, how were you? Yeah. How were you with? How were you with dealing with that fame? The fame, like the fame that came with it, because like it, it would have been fairly quick. Yes. You know, it would have come on fairly quick and to yeah. deal with it. It would have been like yeah. this. You know? And you were young. These aren't Spanish olives. <laughs> I want Spanish yes. olives. <laughs> um, what was it, what was it I, like, you know, this dealing how with was it? it? How was it? Interest, I mean, it's an interesting question looking back on it now. Um, I mean, first off, right, if somebody says that fame doesn't change you, they're talking shit. Mm. Yeah. Either they haven't been famous or, you know. That's true, because Andrew's a prick now. Exactly, right? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Joe's got a bigger head than No, that's I don't. You know, the yeah. Statue of Liberty. And 30 years from, and yeah, okay. and 30 years from no, now, no, there'll be some no. young kid Doing the, a podcast yes, with you guys, yeah, yeah, a holograph, yeah. a holograph podcast, <laughs> yes. right? right? And, so, and asking you, so how come you? Is it going to be a reunion? <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are going to be fucking avoiding the question. <laughs> oh, it's coming. <laughs> that, that question's coming, by the way. <laughs> so, is it going to be a reunion? <laughs> No, but um, yeah, it's yeah. So, so, but so back then, you guys, you guys were huge. So you, yeah. you were massive back then, like. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you still yeah. are now. Yeah, Everyone right. knows who you guys are now. But back then, when the sh- when the like you said, when the yeah. horse ran off, you were doing all these shows. Obviously, the yeah. fame doing and a, then, doing a lot of interviews. Then, Can I also say that that also? Oh my god, this is and this is the one thing that that. Uh, 
doing all these interviews, especially like shock jocks in Sydney and all that sort of thing, mm. and doing these interviews, and they were all the same. They were all the same. Because the other thing, while this, while all this was happening, okay, you know that that um, uh, I mean, talk about cancel culture now. It's like yeah. fuck off. You know, yeah. it's like I mean, you're playing the Opera House. You're filling up the Opera House. You can't. Pr- Oppose the name of the show. The world, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anywhere near the, the Opera House. Yeah. Um, you reckon it was tougher back then? Uh, was or it was tougher it back more, then? more challenges well, back then or, well, or now? Look, uh, <coughs> was it tougher back then? We couldn't register the name as a as a business <coughs> name in, um, in, oh, right. in New South Wales, right? Okay. We did a story about that on uh, on a current affair uh, about it. Um, at the time, logs out of work couldn't be registered in New South Wales. Couldn't be registered in New South Wales, right? Then we went to... And there was no emoji, so you couldn't yeah. put a soccer ball there. After like three years. You put a soccer ball. Yeah, that's right. You know? <laughs> After, yeah, it's, like, it's like that book, um, uh, what is it? Uh, How Not to Give a Fuck or whatever it is. Yeah. But that, that he doesn't actually print the word fuck on the book. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. on on you know book. what I do on, on online now? If I write the word wog, yeah. I use W and I use a zero GS. Right. Just in case... The yeah. online platform, you know, bans you for using. The well, the thing, the thing is, so I don't have, I don't have a resume when I work overseas. All right. right. So all that doesn't get mentioned in my yeah. resume. Okay. And the reason for that being is that the word in England oh, is yeah. actually mm, legal. Mm, completely mm. outlawed. Yeah. I found that okay. out very, very fast exactly. when I went over there. Exactly. Right. And for and for good reason. And the other because you know it it, it deals with a, a whole different uh, racial element. Yeah. And it's um and it's completely irrelevant in the United States. Yeah. Right. The only time that is <laughs> that is used in America is by the Church of Scientology to define someone who's not a Scientologist. Oh, really? Oh, really? Us and that, no. I, I did right. not know that. Okay. I did not and, know that. And, and so, so everyone who's not a Scientologist All right, is a now walk. picture this. Now picture this, right? <laughs> We're at the Logies, right? We're at the Logies, and we're trying to explain the word wog to John Travolta. Oh. Right? <laughs> I was going to say. Like and, a, he's, and he's going, what? What is, you know, anyway, I'm sure that he found out later on, you know, at the Church of Scientology. What, yes, what no, so was. you guys with the one eyebrow, you're not Scientologists. Yes. <laughs> and Tom Cruise yeah. comes up to us, you guys are a bunch of wobbles. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, anyway, uh, then we go, for, oh, fame? You want to know uh, yeah, about yeah. fame? Okay. I don't know. I just, I just rode with it. To me, to me, like the whole. I mean, we also again. How old were you at the time? Twenty. Uh, Rick. Fuck you. Call me Rick. 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 I'm smashing that in your head. I'm smashing you. Smashing you. Right. So let's do that again. Let's do it again. Get me out of here. How old are you? Get me out of here. Um, How old were you at the time, Simon? Twenty. Thank you. We'll edit that part out. Twenty. We had just done the pilot to Acropolis now when I was 27. Okay, so you were right in your prime. That was yeah. the prime mm, years. Yeah, and yeah you, that's prime. Yeah, and you had all that fame and all, yeah. the, all that recognition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, that and, and Cleo Bachelor of the Month. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and all that. <laughs> like, yeah. Cleo Bachelor of the Month. I know. Oh. And you could speak Spanish. And and you, could speak you had Spanish. everything. You had everything, everything in the show, yeah. man. You know what I mean? Is that a joke? I was you? the best looking of the whole group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I still am. But anyway. But did well, you? I mean, you know, I mean, the competition. Oh, yeah. All right. You know, <laughs> you took that joke from me. I was going to say it, but I was like, no, nah, I'm not touching it. <laughs> well, you know. Uh, uh, so then, after the, the years of on the road, then the mo- then the show came out. So, uh, so then we did. Um, so we were we were at the. Uh, if you uh, you stood on stage at the at the Enmore Theatre. Yeah. yeah. I think, and I think they've actually 
cut it back since then, but I think it was 1,600 seats or something Yeah, still like so it's still so the same. Something like that. Anyway, <clears throat> anyway so imagine imagine filling that up eight shows a week. Yeah, right. Uh, Mary, uh, I think uh, I saw, the, I saw the, uh, the, the episode you did with Mary and, you know, basically standing that – uh, night after night after night, eight shows a week. Crazy uh, man, yeah. but and what what was crazy is when we, we we went to Perth. Yeah, and you guys got the record for twelve weeks straight at the at the Reg- at Regal Reg- Theatre. Regal Theatre, yeah, Reg- still stands, like, still stands. Yeah, well, uh, well, I think we still hold the record. We would have to hold the record. Yeah, yeah, no, for, absolutely. For the still st- yeah. yeah, it's you know, not going to be. I don't, beaten. Think, I don't think anybody's done no. 12, 14 months. It, no. it, it won't be beaten either because the no. landscape's completely different. Yep. You know, um, and it's it, you guys. But all that, but all that What's aside, this? still. Oh my god, that's the that's the Wogs at Work commercial. Is that the one with? Yeah, you definitely were the better looking. You were a good looking. A good looking lass, weren't you? Look at you, look at you. Uh, Do you know what's funny? This ad's been running for 40 years. We did a commercial with uh, Franco Cozzo. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. I'm just curious we, to We're know. trying to get Franco in here. We will try. That's, that's, that's at the Edmore, I think. That's at the Edmore Theatre. Fantastic. Yeah. Hey, yeah. listen, so Simon, so you performed this thing a quadrillion times. Did yeah. the show evolve over, over that time or was it yeah, strictly it the way it was when no, you No, 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 it, it, it changed and, and it got better and, and all that sort of thing. Uh, I left at one point, and, and then I left uh, um, the show. I stopped performing. I was still getting cut of the show, so I, I went uh, backpacking around Europe, basically. Sure. And, uh, and I remember sitting on the, on the front of a boat in the middle of the night. Um, we had just recorded the pilot to um, Acropolis Now which was called the Wog Bar at that stage. Mm. And um, and just sitting on, you know, going out into the darkness on, on a ship thinking, you know, I'm 27. This is this is where sort of life changes. And um, uh, and we were about to, you know, to experience another another leap into, you know, going into television sure. at, at that point at, in, in the next year. Um, how did I feel about it? Um, I don't know, I always, you know, it's for the same reason that I still love working on ships because I walk on, I walk on, I do what I love doing the most, which is stand-up comedy, um, to a crowd of 1,200 people. They've never heard of me. They've never seen me before, most of them. They're from different countries. They're from different nationalities. I do my job. You I get paid. I get paid very well to do it. They fly me to the most ridiculous places. I mean, I've been to Antarctica to do a comedy gig. What? Yeah, and, um, and you think Montreal? You think Montreal's cold? Yeah. Fuck, man! Jesus! Yeah. So you travel and the world, you perform. In, I mean, this, this. I take my hat off to you, man. That, that, I feel that's like I've re- I feel like I've retired. No, yeah. no, I was going to say it's tough. It's, it's that's the toughest audience you can get. Yeah, the ones you perform to, right? Yeah, well, this is this is it. That when people start, I, I, and, and I can't stand them when people put down, um, you know, cruise ship work because I work with some unbelievable, unbelievably talented people, right? Uh, who do all sorts of different things, sing and uh, instrumentalist and, and, and so on. Um, but to actually, the people that, that I know who can actually do the, the comedy stuff at that level, you know, there's, there's oh, you need yeah, sure. that many. You need yeah. I mean, for us, we, we, we go into a crowd, who, the people who Who, who come know, specifically, who yeah, pay yeah. tickets to yeah, see and you. they know, love us, yeah. they know our comedy, they know what to expect and, they, and they're ready to laugh. Yeah. You go in front of strangers like that every night, especially people that, some may, some people might not even speak the language yeah. or whatever. That that's that's, that's like tough. Very yeah. tough. Absolutely you know? tough. Yeah. And they're loaded with mojitos and, and too much to drink and too much to drink and, and that's uh, it. Yeah. Every mouthy and stuff. Yeah. A lot and then you've got and then you've got uh, when I spent um, just recently six months working in in Europe. Most of that crowd was uh, Americans traveling around Europe. So you're sitting uh, with uh, people with um, uh, MAGA caps, red 
Trump. Oh, yeah. Sure, right. right. Okay. Uh, then you're working with comedians who are Trump supporters, mm -hmm. right? And you just like, you go into this whole other alternate reality yeah. where you go, this is a weird fucking world yeah. where, where, you know, um, uh, you basically have to switch into, and you know, and the thing is, and the thing is, I used to be very judgmental about, about that. And then, and now I just want to learn about people. Yeah. Right? So when I meet someone who, in one case, a neurosurgeon, right, who is a hardcore Trump supporter, I go out to dinner with him. Yeah. Because I want to know how this guy, how right, his mind who is, works. Who, who is not dumb, yeah. who is very intelligent, you know, comes to well, this point. I think that's that's what's missing in today is people uh, they can't converse if they have difference of opinions. Well, we we live know? in silos, right? In, yeah. the, in the fact that that you know, okay. In the old days, <laughs> in the old days, there was a village, yeah. right? And in that village was a village idiot, yeah. right? Now that village idiot, right, didn't know that down the road there was another village with another, another village, village idiot, <laughs> right? And further down the road, there was another village with another village idiot. Yeah. All these village idiots, right, didn't know the others existed. Now, all those village idiots have got a group on Facebook. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's a fantastic analogy. And they all know each other, <laughs> right? And they all agree with each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. That's yes. why you've got like, that's, that's, a good way that's why you've got the Flat Earth Society that has branches around the globe, Yeah. right? And, you know, they found all these people that, whereas you would go down to Burke Street Mall and there'd be some guy with a Bible screaming at you, all those people now have found each other. Well, yes. Platforms right? to do something. Yeah. And, uh, and, all, and I'm not talking in any political <laughs> side. I mean, extremists in, in, all, different, in, all, in all different ways. Um, and, you know, I mean, then COVID comes along, comes along which is a, where nature sort of says, hey, listen, guys, I'm going to give you an invisible virus that's going to make people sick, yeah. maybe kill somebody, and you guys have to work together to resolve it. Yeah. And keep each other safe. Yeah. And people sort of end up going in all different directions yeah. and, you know. Mm -hmm. But do you remember the time when, like, different people could vote on different political parties, but they could still have a conversation? I don't think it. there really was, Cody. No, there remember was. people say no, there there's was. things well, in I was life. Say, I was going to say, did, 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 like, if someone voted for Bob Hawke back in the day yeah. and then someone vo voted for the opposing opposition, it's, it's like it was all right. You know, well, now it's like if, if you have a difference of opinion politically or in terms of COVID, it's like people make decisions to not like that person based on that. It's okay. like the other thing is, is is the whole, you know, I mean, there were, there were performers that I know who basically, you know, did all sorts of amazing things. I mean, you guys were sort of like pumping out and pumping out stuff all the way through, you know, keeping people laughing all, all through all through the lockdowns. And then there were people who just basically were winching and complaining and, mm. and calling this a dictatorship. Now, as somebody who lived in a dictatorship for the first 10 years of my life, right, mm. this was not a dictatorship, mm. right? Uh, in a dictatorship, we did not get paid to sit at home the bitching about the dictator, you yeah. know, mm. waiting for somebody to knock on your door and take you away, mm. okay? But there so was things like mandates where people couldn't work and people got fired or had to leave their jobs yeah. and stuff like that, which which did seem on the other side extreme. So, yeah. like, if you've never lived, if you if if, if that's if that's the most extreme things you've ever lived through, uh, of course. Yeah. Well, and that for a lot of people, for a lot of people in is, Australia, is you exactly. know, like it's like saying if you go back to World War Two, people, our, our grandpa, my my nonno went to World War Two and he was captured by the Germans and he was in four years. But people can't understand that because they haven't lived that. But that's not to say that someone losing their jo job over having a choice to not have the vaccine yeah. and getting and losing their job is right. 
It's just what the time that they live in. Well, I think yeah. it's a question. They can't provide. They might have a family. They might have a family of four and, and kids. Not, and not all and people. And not all people have done that. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, not all governments have actually. No, have not actually all. Been not that all have. Not all. I have. mean, we not also happen to be the, the city that broke the record for That's exactly. Right. Like so that. when you look, there's there's arguments on both sides, and we're having a conversation about it. Yeah, and this is good. But but that doesn't but mean I don't is, like. The thing is, when I talk about I talk about Melbourne on stage, and I go, you know, yeah, we're number one. We have the longest long You know, and then somebody, you know, and and I say, so you, you know, we know what we're talking about because everybody had lockdowns all over the world and then somebody pops up not in Florida no, yeah, right? sure, yeah. and you go wow good for you and at some point in my head I have to uh, you know I have to say yeah but you lost five million people you know it's like it's like yeah, yeah but know. I think it's but a dictatorship that that's if that's what you live through obviously that's that's the hardest that that's harder we know that's harder yeah. okay but it doesn't mean that the the, the terms and, and the conditions and, and and the way and then the the, the, the Stuff that was enforced during a pandemic was handled correctly. No. I mean, that doesn't mean that. So you can't say you can't sort of but say a dictatorship is a say is worse than that. Now, obviously, worse for those reasons. But this doesn't doesn't justify what happens over here. Also, that's, the, that's sort of like no, and I, and you know I, what I mean. And I agree with yeah, you. And the yeah. thing and the thing is, what it is at the end of the day is that a pandemic is a test of social conscience, right? And some people think about themselves, and some people think about. The bigger picture, mm. and the other thing is that that separates us is that, you know, you've I mean you've your grandfather, your nonna's got uh, yeah. uh, uh, when uh, was in in the war in Italy. You hear this so much in Europe, right? Oh, the family didn't really talk to each other after the war, right? Mm. And it's because before a war or before a pandemic, we sort of kind of take for granted and agree that if we were all going to get attacked by somebody, we're all going to be on the same side, and we're all going to look after each other, right? Then of course you know there are some people working with the Nazis and some people getting arrested and some people going to concentration camps and some people you know yeah. all that people everybody deals with it in a, in a different way mm -hmm. and everybody keeps themselves safe and working and mm -hmm. you know trading in a different way. The same thing with a pandemic. So true. Right. Yeah, it's, it's okay. So basically, it's like we didn't know anybody in 2019 as to how they would behave in a pandemic. In a pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And now we've gone the other end. And we know everybody better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here's yeah. the thing. Uh, my, my dad we used to always say, and I think uh, when I was a kid, you don't talk to people about religion or politics. And I think it's the same now, but there's yeah. a bigger platform. The Spanish, the Spanish. when I tell that to the Spanish, the Spanish will say, what the fuck do the English talk about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you get, you, get, you get three Spanish people in one room, you've got five political views. Yeah, right. right, okay. right. Uh, and they argue and they scream at each other. And about they, the same thing. And, yeah, and then they walk away. One of them is an anarchist who doesn't believe in anything. Yeah. And, then, and then they all scream at each other and then just walk away and, you know, yeah. say I mean, it's crazy how like something like religion and politics can create such divide. That's the thing that just that, that does my head in. You know? so, and yeah. that, that's what I'm saying. If people can just have an opinion, yeah, uh, uh, and and discuss it with other people without forming an opinion of that person, just say, okay, that's your view. Yeah. I have my view, and hey, let's let's go the watch a comedy show together. The thing is, the thing so is, I, I think the thing is, when the opinions become laws, right? Yeah. That's yeah. that's when you've got a problem because then yeah. those laws are somebody's opinion affecting everybody. Yes, whether it's a, a LGBTQ, um, abortion, gun yeah. laws in America, all that sort of thing. Yeah, there's you know, so these, much. these are opinions that then become laws that actually affect everybody else. You yeah. know, regardless of so what, what they believe. All what you just said then that's yeah. really touchy in the your in comedy yeah. on especially on the boats. Absolutely, and the ships, like, absolutely. Because you got all the different 
Yeah, they're all in the, that room, and not just and not just like Americans, but Americans from different sides of, of politics. Mm. How, do you, uh, how do you navigate your way through 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 that? That's that's a minefield in itself. Yeah. How do you, how do you yeah, yeah. sort of? Yeah, you, um, you feel out the crowd. You have to sort of yeah. put it out there oh, yeah. and see what the hell's going yeah, on. Yeah. If you get a yeah. boo, I'm not doing that. Oh, fuck I, off, I, mate. I, I, remember, I remember doing I remember doing a show where at one point, and because for the last six months, all the rules of COVID have actually changed. Yeah, you know, just about every cruise. Right? Yeah, so I'm on stage. And I do this sort of, I do a family show and I get some kids on stage and we talk about, you know, uh, fractured fairy tales and, you know, how some fairy tales don't make any sense and all that sort of thing, right? Uh, it's like if you ever put a pair of sunglasses on your dog and a hat, that's what little Red Riding Hood was looking at when she was looking at the wolf pretending yeah. to be her mother. Yeah, yeah. Her grandmother, right? And yeah. And you think she must have picked up a couple of mushrooms in the yeah. forest <laughs> before getting there, right? So that's just right. stories like that that don't make any sense. Yeah. So... But at that point, if you brought people on stage, you had to put a mask on, right? And so I bring a few kids on stage. We do all these, all these little games and stuff like that we do. Uh, uh, I'm wearing a mask, right? And then, you know, we thank the kids. They all go away and I keep doing some more, some more stuff. And I forget that I've got the mask on, right? And after about two or three minutes, I go, oh, hang on. I don't have to put this on. And I take it off and 300 people go, yeah! yeah, yeah. <laughs> I give it this thunderous <laughs> round of applause. <laughs> and I'm going... Ah. Okay, all right. That's how you feel about masks. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, you yeah, didn't right. clap me when I put it on when your kids came on. Yeah, on yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you sort of like, it's always sort of catching you, you know, off, yeah. off step in, the, in, the, in that sense. But, um, but, you know, I mean, the other thing is, is like when you get up on stage, know your shit. Yeah. You know, like I can actually justify and, and you know, why I do my comedy. Yeah. You know, I don't do comedy just to be funny. I, if it's, if it, if it doesn't agree with my reasons, uh, then I don't do it. Yeah, you okay. know. Um, so do you? You must still do a lot of writing because you did a lot of writing on Acropolis now, right? I did three seasons of writing. That's yeah. right. So the few, but you and you start in two seasons, two right? Seasons, yeah. And the third one, you just why did, did you, why did you decide to pull back? Yeah. Um, I had enough. I yeah. had enough. I was um, just going to ask that because you were the first one to leave. I was the first one and replaced with Alfredo, the Italian. Yeah, but you were still writing. I was still writing for the third series. Third yeah. series. Yeah. So, 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 so you had stopped acting, but acting. was still writing. For the third series. For the third series. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I also I wasn't happy. That. I mean, I thought the work environment was sort of becoming mm, okay. toxic in yeah. that sense. Fair enough. Fair with, enough. Before there was such a thing mm -hmm. as, as that. Um, Can I drop some names? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, no, everybody. Just joking. Everybody. Yeah. We know who they yeah. are. <laughs> and the, and the, I'll tell you what. Young people. Of course. A lot of success. Of course. Egos. Absolutely, Including man. mine. Yeah, of course. Including mine. Uh, not very well managed. Yeah, Not yeah, very yeah. well overseen. We didn't have like an HR or anything like that. Basically, it was like, you know, um, groups started forming. Um, I got in, got engaged to another cast member as well, right? L and we ended up married and uh, having I'm to- I'm going to say it, Liz. Liz. <laughs> Tracy Calendar. <laughs> we ended up getting married. Have, have we've got the two most amazing uh, sons you could imagine, and um, uh, and you know and and then the other thing was is that the first two series had really strong dramatic underpinning, mm. right? And then it became sort of like, oh, that's funny, so do more of that. That's funny, do more of that. That's funny, do more of that. Yeah, right. Right. The more you do that without the dramatic underpinning, the more it becomes. A buffoonery. Mm. Right? Oh, so you were looking for you were looking for something with more substance, basically. You know, you know when when I get like somebody in the uh, uh, in the street and and you know they start being a 
you know, oh, Ricky, 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 and they start, you know, yeah, and, yeah, you know yeah. and I'm happy to talk to anybody about an odd sort of thing, you know, and then I get to the point where I have to leave, right? Yeah, yeah. And then they get pissed off, and then they start saying, oh, you really up yourself, right? Okay, oh, and right. you probably, you, you might have had some, some of that, right? The people that just want that extra more yeah. attention. Yeah, yeah. And I know when I've won an argument, when I'm walking away and you hear, you weren't even the funny one in the process <laughs> now. <laughs> Yeah. Right? Who would say that? <laughs> and the thing was, is that I wasn't the funny one. I was the straight guy, yeah. right? Who was actually <coughs> holding up, you know. And, and when you look at the, especially yeah, like the D Martin. Well, if you, you know? look at if you look at the uh, some of the clips that are, that are played the most uh, from Acropolis now are the ones with um, George Capineros and I doing two hander, yeah. right? Because George and I always had have shared one brain on stage. Yes. Even after we we got back together on stage, like you know, 10, 20 years later. Yeah. Um, you know, like he'll pull out the guitar, we'll start doing some of the old songs. I couldn't fucking remember some of the lyrics of the songs. And, and, and I'll be sort of like, and George will be going, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 so he just knew what, I, what my, you know, what, what uh, I, the, the, the word that I couldn't remember and he would just be putting it in there. So, uh, yeah, you know, I just, I also had done it like five, five years mm, like, yeah. from work that I worked to Acropolis now. Um, yeah, sorry, I was just gonna say, um, it never crossed any of your minds that <laughs> here's the question: a reunion would be just just money, man. Like 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 yeah, it's just it, it's just money. Yeah, but <laughs> but still, but still, like it was a good time. I mean, surely you have there's some good memories and it's a good time. You guys did something. You created logs out of work. I, you created a great I show. I hate reunion shows. You hate so them so much. Okay, so much. So that answers that question. That answers that question. I mean, do you remember the the, the a Gillian's Island reunion? Yeah. Yeah, it's just... It's just you know what? I love them. Okay. Well. I, I, the reason why I love them is because I, I hate when people say about actors or sports people or whatever, oh, geez, they're old now. I hate it. Because I always remember and respect yeah. what they did. I ne- I'll never... Like, I'll never say, oh, he's too old, mate. He's washed up. I'm never that person. I'm always the person pla- clapping, going, mate... Well, friends did a yeah. reunion. Roll out the red carpet for these people because they created something. They did something yeah. special and let them do this reunion. And so I've always thought that Acropolis now should do a reunion, but, you know, it sounds yeah. like it's out of the question. So well, it's like no, the, thing is, the thing is, the thing is, is, is that the, I live completely in moments, right? Yeah. This is what I'm doing now. When you saw me doing traffic control at the Grand Prix. Mm. That's what I was doing and I knew that it wasn't going to be forever. Mm. Yeah. Right? I knew that, that time was going to move on. Um, and, uh, you know, this too shall pass. Mm. Uh, and then we moved on and literally two weeks after the Grand Prix, I was in Barcelona doing stand-up comedy. Amazing. Right? Amazing. That's the beauty of this industry though too, isn't it? So, you like know, any, anything, any, you don't know what's, what the next call well, is. Well, this is it. This is it, you know, and, and I mean, the thing with the, the whole COVID thing is that is that it feels like nothing happened, mm. right? But personally, I developed about three different skills. I was doing COVID testing. I ended up doing COVID testing at a hotel, the Park Hotel in the city, which is where they kept the refugees, mm. which is where Dokovic Doc- oh, yeah, was Djokovic, locked yeah, up, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. It's like, this is like the most bizarre thing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> period of my life. And so yeah. before I ask you bef- what you're currently doing, I did read somewhere and just, I don't know whether it's On Wikipedia. True. I was on Wikipedia, yeah. I must admit, all right? It's about- I did read somewhere. That's about the, 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 as far yeah. as my uh, research computer skills yeah. go. They don't extend much far, further beyond that. Palomaris cooking calamaris, what's this all about? Okay, Palomaris cooking calamaris is another show that I did 
around about 2000, around the time when I was directing Neighbours. And basically, it was uh, it was for the Melbourne Comedy Festival, and it was uh, me on stage cooking a big paella <laughs> with a camera here, right, and talking about being Spanish. And uh, I think it was the first time that people had actually seen a paella in front of them. Yeah. And he travelled the country for about three years. Oh, really? Uh, yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And um, uh, you funny. you on stage cooking cooking uh, cooking paella cooking and paella, just talking shit talking do- shit right and uh, doing a whole routine. We actually had to perfect the routine, the show to the ingredients because if I started improvising, something would burn. Yeah. yeah. Right. So it was all this, and then at the end of the show, the, the audience would actually would actually get to taste it. So um, I had the paella dish with the most frequent flyer points in the country. At the point. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, and now, of course, you know, there's like every market has got a paella. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's thing. a nice one in, sa- in so, South Melbourne. Yeah, right? It's yeah. a beautiful it's delicious. And what, what now? What, what, what's, what's, what's happening now? Tell us. Right. Okay, what's happening? What's happening now? At the moment, um, I perform in English and Spanish. Uh, I go to South America. I'll be start, I'll start going back to um, um, Latin countries. See, the thing is, right? The reason ships work for me is because you've got people of seven or eight different nationalities, mm. right? Yep. And I have to find the middle ground with all of them, yeah. okay, and see what they're like. I love the fact that I can go to Bolivia and get up in a bar and make people love, right? Uh, the same way I can go to Peru or Florida or Montreal or Spain. Um, and that's how you make a connection with other people. When you bomb, it's because you haven't made a, com- a connection with those people. Yes. All right? Um, so basically anything that, I, anything that I do has to tick off that, you know, that factor. Yeah. That it's about finding the, the connection between people of, of, different, of different backgrounds, which is basically what you're saying. What's so crazy is that, is that you can go anywhere and get up and, and yeah. do, a, do a, a 10, 15 minute spit yeah. and you can make anyone laugh. And that's, that's, that's tip your hat type of stuff. It's great. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Yeah. Well, Simon, thanks so much for coming in, man. Hey, listen, can I ask you a question? How are you guys handling this? I mean, you guys have had an amazing, an amazing uh, good rise. No, it's look, it's we've got each other. I think, yeah, like, I, think I, th- I think if we if we didn't, we, it would be hard to navigate through the. I don't know about you, I'm waiting for the two guys to come to carry me down the stairs. Right, you know? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't Simon, walk, Simon, you know? Simon, who does our cameras, can you stop looking at me in the eyes, please? Just <laughs> <laughs> look down. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I like drinking rose water every 15 <coughs> minutes, and it's overdue. Yeah. I don't know why. No, but we've got each other. Like we, um, you know, you know the way the industry is. It's a lot of people come at you, and it's we've, 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 it's we've a little different yeah. for us. We, it's, it came later yeah. in yeah. life. We're yeah. sort of. Uh, I'm for, we're in our forties. Yeah, forties, you know. I just I just turned sixty, so it's sort of so, like, did yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, and I'm sort of like trying to work out what what the next decade. What is the next step like. is? That's Basically. why I sort of asked you before how you. Well, I think that's what we we're trying to get. I mean, if we had been here in our twenties, I think we'd been hanging off chandeliers and doing all kinds. Yeah. Of yeah. I'd be dead. Rehab. <laughs> I'd yeah. have been just. Yeah, 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 you, yeah. at a certain age, it's like things just are just different. Well, you, man, you think, you think know, differently. You, do, you process thoughts differently. When you're doing lots of coke off the, off the back of hookers, you know what I mean. I got, so, I, I, I got so bored with that. <laughs> oh, I didn't want to say that, yeah, but yeah, that's. Yeah. A, we, I, think it is, I think it I've is. Never, I've never done a line of coke in my life. Yeah, yeah. in forty years of in show business, which is, uh, I tell you what, there was yeah, a lot that, of saying no. Oh, yeah, there was a lot you would have a lot no. of saying no, especially yeah. in that era too. Oh my Jesus. god! <laughs> yeah. And then we, go to, and then going to Spain. Yeah, the cocaine, I, right. cocaine. I worked I worked in a film in Spain where where 
at, at, at nine o'clock at night, the entire crew would go to the to the production manager's office and literally cheese everyone oh, no, to keep them going for the next three hours. Yeah. You know, we we uh, no, we got each other, and like and said, I think we you know me and Andrew have kids. Carlos just got married, like so. Yeah, because it's happened to us later in life. There's we're a little bit wiser. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a bit wiser. And, and, and we've got each other. Yeah. And as Carlos saying, as Carlos did begin saying, if any one of us starts to step out of line, we just knock each other on the fucking yeah. head. Say, I think it's yeah. a bit embarrassing line, for you know? us. Like, if, if someone started to get too far ahead of themselves, we'd be like, what are you doing? You're a fucking dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> just put your head in, all right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and like you said, you know, you ask ask how with the fame, this for the other. You know, I, had, I had a chef um, follow me back yesterday. You know, on Instagram, yeah. and I was giddy like a little kid. Yeah, you Gina- know, Gennaro 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 you've been, you've been, oh. loved him for Gennaro, years. I've been watching this guy for years on my plane. And he followed me back. I was like, oh my boys, he just followed me back. You know, <laughs> yeah. like so. This for for you yeah. sitting here today. Thank you so much. Thank you, yeah. thank you very much. I got to go. My pilot's here now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I got to go. Simon, <laughs> thanks for talking to me. Thank, keep uniting people all over the world, mate. Thanks. We love you for what you do, mate. And yeah, on that, we'll uh, yeah. we'll say. That's it for another episode of the Saucy Meatballs podcast. Um, at this point, you'll 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 follow the page if you haven't, or whatever it is, and you'll give us a five star review because uh, because we are. I never have something to say after that. And, and, if, and look out for Melbourne performing. Uh, Melbourne performing. Look out for Simon performing around uh, in Australia over the next uh, year or so. We'll see you next week. Boom. Adios. Viva para siempre, mi Jula, with you, my friend. <laughs> Amigos para siempre, mi Jula, was never. Oh yeah, that was great. Hey guys, Daniel here, aka Shit Jamie, to read out some credits. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Sushi Mango Saucy Meatballs podcast. If you like the show, make sure you're following it by tapping follow on the podcast profile page and giving it a rating. This podcast is produced by Head On Media and is a Spotify exclusive. Our next episode will be out in a week. Don't forget you can listen and watch the full episodes exclusively on Spotify. Spotify.